everyone, welcome back to Sustainability Speak. This is your host, Stasia. I'm without Saskia today for this episode. Um, and I'm very excited to welcome Pierre from EmitWise. Pierre, would you like to introduce yourself and give us a brief overview of what EmitWise is? Absolutely. Thank you. First of all, thank you very much for having me on your show. My name is Pierre, and I'm a customer success manager as well as a sustainability manager at EmitWise. And we are a technology firm uh, with carbon accounting at expertise at the heart of everything we do. And our mission is to accelerate the transition to net zero emissions. And the way we do so is by helping our customers measure, manage, report, and ultimately reduce their emissions, both from their operations and their supply chain. Great, thank you so much for that introduction, Pierre. And perhaps we can start off with just talking a little, a little bit about your own background and how you um, have started doing what you're doing currently. Yeah, absolutely. So my academic background is in business management, focusing on topics such as economics, finance, mathematics, statistics. And I found it interesting, but I found it quite disconnected from the realities of the world, especially when it came to climate change. We talked about externalities, but they were not really in the models and we didn't pay too much attention to them, which led me to go abroad to study climate change economics, sustainability strategy and sustainable supply chains. And I was very happy to see that the two could be reconciled, the business theory with the realities of the world. And having scratched the surface of the theoretical understanding of climate change, I really wanted to put it into practice, which led me to, to Midwise. Great. That sounds very interesting. And I guess that is quite becoming quite a popular path for other young people to also take and, you know, to go in, in the direction of um, sustainability, but I'm sure that's also something we can talk about later on. Um, and now just also redirecting onto EmmetWise um, specifically. So could you tell the listeners and myself a bit more about the business and how did it originate and whether perhaps you were part of the founding team or whether you joined later on? Yeah, absolutely. So EmmetWise was founded in 2019 by Mara Coetzee, Eduardo Gomez and Benjamin Petty. And at the time, they would describe themselves as fairly entrepreneurial best friends. And essentially, they were working in different startups, but they really wanted to join the climate space. And they wanted to understand how could they, how could they have the most impact. And to do so, they spoke with a wide range of sustainability managers and the world's largest organizations to understand what were their biggest pain points when it came to environmental management. And was the recurring theme was data, lots of sustainability managers man uh, talked about the fact that they really lacked accurate data to put in place strategies to reduce their emissions. And that's how Midwise came about. And so, yeah, we're a software as a service. And essentially, we're looking to, to help our customers on their end to end of their carbon management journey from the data collection, the calculation of the emissions, the production of reports, both for internal and external stakeholders, as well as the ability to track targets on an ongoing basis. Great, thank you. And who is your target audience or perhaps better you know, said, who's your target clients? Is it more corporates? And if so, what industries? Yeah, absolutely. So we're focusing on large corporations because we're definitely in a race against climate change and we're looking to have the most impact in the short term. So we're focusing on some of the hardest to decarbonize sectors such as manufacturing. And it's where our, our product is, is best focused. It's on complex supply chains with a lot of suppliers. And we have a big focus on scope for emissions, which relates to all the emissions arising in the supply chains. And yeah, we've really found a good fit with large corporations in sectors such as manufacturing. Yeah, absolutely. There must be quite a demand for what you're offering in 
all the, I mean, you know, hopefully all the industry sectors, but especially with the big corporates who are coming under ever more pressure from consumers, from active investors, also from active shareholders to decarbonize. So I'm sure that, you know, you're in it for the long, for the long run and there will be a lot of demand for what you're, for what you're offering. Absolutely. And getting more specific, um, perhaps it would be quite useful and quite interesting to discuss what the impact of the rise of carbon accounting is and how it's how specifically it's meant to help corporates reduce emissions. Yeah, absolutely. So carbon accounting is the process of measuring an organization's emissions arising both in its operation and supply chain. And over the past years, we've definitely seen a rise in it. And as you mentioned, there's multiple reasons. And of course, some organizations are approaching because it's the right thing to do from a climate change point of view, but there's also a lot of pressure. You mentioned investor pressure. Investors have their own goals when it comes to decarbonizing their investments in their portfolios. And they're coming to their, to their companies they have invested in to understand the role they are playing on the road to net zero. You also have pressure from governments who are putting in place more and more regulation as well as companies are anticipating potential carbon pricing. So they're definitely looking to understand how can they reduce their emissions. As you talked about as well, employee pressure, a lot of individuals are looking to work, work for companies which are sustainable and they're pushing their organization to understand what role they're playing in climate change action. And lastly, there's a lot of customer pressure. You can imagine what happens when an organization such as Unilever or Procter & Gamble sets their own emissions reduction targets that really trickles down their supply chain. More and more companies are looking to reduce their emissions when it comes to that. And in terms of what it implies and how can the impact of carbon accounting, I really see it as beyond measuring carbon as a KPI. I really see it as organizations seeing their business through a different lens, trying to understand through carbon where inefficiencies might lie in their operations and their supply chain, as well as potentially generating uh, revenue opportunities to work with companies and sell products which are lower carbon intensive. And I'm very interested in to hear, I'm very interested to hear what your, I guess, perception would be of how does carbon accounting and then carbon offsetting interlink and if they do at all? Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to anything, when it comes to taking climate action, you need accuracy, whether you're looking to reduce your emissions or, or offset them. And it really starts with how accurate and how granular is the data. And whenever you're looking at creating a greenhouse gas inventory, you need to abide by the best practices, the greenhouse gas protocol, ensuring that you're measuring all categories of emissions. And with, with that point, that's when you can look to set carbon reduction strategies, uh, looking to set your net zero targets, uh, your science-based targets, and looking to accurately offset your emissions. And of course, as an organization, AdamAWise, we're always pushing for reductions first, but if ever some of our customers want to offset their emissions, it's very important that the, the, the quantities that you're offsetting are accurate. And also quite perhaps a, you know, a controversial question for you. Um, can someone use carbon accounting as a way of greenwashing or is it actually designed to eliminate greenwashing as much as possible? Yeah, so there's been some flaws in the past when it comes to carbon accounting. You definitely see what we call creative car uh, carbon accounting companies, which are selecting categories of their emissions 
um, to paint a different picture. And of course, we're very much against that anime-wise, and we're always pushing for the most holistic and the most accurate assessment of a company's carbon footprint. And that's why whenever we look to create an inventory, we abide by the greenhouse gas protocol, making sure that you're measuring all the emissions from the operations and the supply chain so that you can't paint a picture with the data to, for it to represent what you, what you would like it to be, but to put it on the facts on the okay, where, where are we right now? This is, our, this is our data, these are our emissions. And from there, how can we take action to work to net zero? Because that's what we really need to be pushing for. And then focusing back onto EmitWise in particular, um, I know that EmitWise is working towards becoming a B Corp. And could you tell myself and the listeners a bit more about that, what the process is and why one would want to become a B Corp? Yeah, absolutely. So to start with, B Corporations, they are certified organizations that meet the higher standards of social and environmental performance, legal accountability, and transparency. The B Corp movement was created by B Lab, who are an NGO, and essentially their stance is that some of the world's largest challenges, whether they be social or environmental, can be solved by governments alone and by nonprofits, and that, that's why we need to use business for good. And they started in 2006, and since, since then, we've, the movement has grown to around 5,000 B Corps across 155 industries, 78, 78 countries. And to become a B Corp, you need to complete the B impact assessments. And essentially, as an organization, you're evaluated across five criteria, your governance, how you treat your workers, how you relate to your community in terms of social and economic developments, how you, um, your environmental management, as well as how you create value for your customers. And the reason we look to become uh, B Corp at Amiwise is because it's very much aligned with our values. B Corp is all about being good for people, plant, and profits. It's all about the triple bond line and very aligned with our values at Amiwise. And beyond that, it's really a strong certification to, uh, to new joiners, to anyone looking to join a company. I think it's, it says a lot about what you stand for as an organization. For young corporations such as Amiwise, I really see it as well as being a guiding light on how to scale and how to be a leader when it comes to operating sustainably uh, as, a, as, a, as a corporation. And, and yeah, there's also a lot of benefits that come to it. There's lots of partnerships, marketing opportunities, as well as commercial opportunities by working with B Corps who are looking to leverage business for good. Great. Well, that sounds like a great initiative and it's great that you're on the pathway of becoming certified. Um, can you tell us and do you know when this will happen? When will you be B Corp certified? Yeah, absolutely. So we're we're in the final stage of the audit by B Lab, and we're expecting to be certified soon and to, to announce it publicly. So, so yeah, we're very excited. It's something we've been working on for a long time. And what I'll say is when, when we are certified as a B Corporation, we definitely won't stop there. Uh, as a B Corporation, you need to be recertified every three years, and we'll always push to, to improve our score and improve our environmental and social impacts. Great, fantastic. Well, that is all very exciting. Um, and something that we spoke about at the beginning was the rise of people going into sustainability related jobs, such as yourself. Do you think that this is a trend or is it genuine concern amongst predominantly young people and recent graduates? And equally, is there a longevity in this? Well, the International Labour Organization estimates that the green economy will create 24 million jobs by 2030. 
And I certainly hope it is not a trend that people are uh, are waking up to the climate crisis that we are in. And it's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing lots of the companies in a wide range of industries hiring for more sustainability managers, hiring for more individuals in their ESG teams. And also, I believe you'll see jobs such as marketing, innovation, research and development, which will have a sustainability spin to them because all corporations need to step up when it comes to climate action. And I really hope that sustainability will ripple through the organization. I was talking to, about this with, with someone yesterday. I think the role of a sustainability manager can't operate in isolation or be siloed within the organization. Sustainability really needs to, to ripple through the, the organization and influence every department from finance, operations, procurements, you name it. Every, every, corp, every corporation, every department needs to, needs to be focusing on sustainability. And I genuinely hope that more and more individuals will be coming into the space. And I'm very excited about it. I'm sure it'll be the case. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. I think it's so important for sustainability to not be an afterthought, but rather for it to be one of the pinnacles of, you know, what's being considered within the structure of a business and the way that it's run. That Yeah, it's not an afterthought, but actually it's more of a precautionary measure, so to say, as opposed to a reactionary one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Stability is all about being proactive, having starting with the data what is our data when it comes to whether it be your environmental management or your diversity when it comes to your workforce you need to have the data and be very proactive to set targets and look to improve in the coming years yeah absolutely because without the data you won't know where to start i think on an individual basis there is this phenomenon called sustainability guilt which i'm sure you've heard about but i think that when you know applying the kind of the same principles to a corporation Perhaps it's not necessarily guilt. I mean, you'd hope so, um, but more so the there's a lot of pressure to become more sustainable and to change what you're doing. But then there is a massive panic around how you're going to do that and how you're going to do that efficiently. And to the starting point of all of that is to understand your impact and to understand your data. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's something I see. We have a responsibility uh, at, at Midwise. It's ensuring that we can help with this education piece, help companies start taking climate action and making engaging with the data, not just for it to be cold, hard numbers, but understanding how you can have interesting visualizations to, to share that with the rest of the team and, and get everyone on board with, with climate action. I think it's it's very important when it comes to, to leveraging data. Yeah, absolutely. We had a guest on the podcast a couple of episodes back and what they do is that they take photographs satellite photographs um of uh you know of of the landscape to then compile reports for organizations to show genuine impact you know with it's a photograph taken from the satellite and it actually shows the real effects of deforestation or the real effects of landscapes changing and that has also been part of how certain organizations are actually first of all understanding and visualizing their impact and how Absolutely. also they can report on it and show genuine proof not just in statistics and figures and you know promises so to say but also genuine photos which i think is good because it adds a level of you know it's more accessible and more understandable for people who perhaps you know aren't as informed about statistics yeah, that's such a good point. I think we need to go beyond numbers. And I think it's a responsibility 
of, of the whole climate space to paint better pictures when it comes to climate change, make it more engaging and really focus on the people who are impacted by climate change. It's, it's the reason why I work in the space. It's, it's because the millions of people will be impacted by climate change and we have a responsibility to ensure that we can minimize and mitigate the, the worst effects of climate change. Yeah, absolutely. And now that we're coming to the end of the podcast, um, one thing that I'm very interested in, and I'm sure that the listeners are also very eager to hear about, is what would you say has been Emmett Wise's greatest success? And what are some of your future goals apart from, you know, becoming um, a B Corp? Yeah, absolutely. So when I think of our biggest successes, I think one of them is one of our customers, they've, they've set a net zero target and they're using emit wise data for that, for the baselining and then to understand, okay, where are the hotspots of their emissions across their operations and their supply chain? And I see that as us already creating impact and really guiding a company on their net zero journey. Secondly, the, the, the speed at which we scale the organization, we're coming up to three, year, three years of, of operation and we have more than 50 employees and we've attracted uh, really mission aligned talent from leading companies such as PwC, Google, Microsoft, Deliveroo, and it's amazing to be working with such intelligent people on a day-to-day basis. And lastly, uh, I think, as you said, one of the biggest pride personally is seeing that we're really walking the talk. We're not just telling to organizations what they need to be doing when it comes to environmental management, or we're also looking internally to see how can we measure our missions, look to reduce them in the coming years. And I think it's vital that we're putting that at the forefront of how we operate, both from an environmental point of view, but also a social point of view. Great, thank you so much. Um, this has been a very interesting discussion. I'm very much appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast and speak with me. Um, to all the listeners, I will link um, all the information to Emmett Wise in the description of this podcast. So please do check it out if you're interested. We very much encourage you to do so. And if you'd like to hear more of Sustainability Speaks, then please do check out our Spotify, our Instagram, and our LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates. Thank you.